today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Eleanor's WhatsApp us in 0861239595 says, I lost interest when I heard money being mentioned. Uh, why are the government being blamed? Um, half of the people talking about the mother and baby uh, scandal weren't born when this was happening. Uh, where are their parents that put them there in the first place? Families have a lot to answer for as well, says Eleanor. Um, a listener says, I know two women who uh, got pregnant outside marriage. They were sent to Bespera to have their babies. When born, the mothers of these girls brought home their daughters and the daughters uh, babies and no none stopped them a lot of families are to blame here who didn't take responsibility um, for their girls and shut the door with shame and uh, the fathers of these uh, children uh, should have been named um, now check us out this weekend for another busy saturday afternoon of premier league action on live95.ie and the Live 95 app. Get closer to the action. Premier League Live with Now TV. You can stream all the action from Sky Sports on the Now TV Sky Sports Pass uh, and on Premier League Live, among other games, at half five on Saturday. You can hear Fulham versus Chelsea. Um, Now, if you're a parent working from home, you might already be pulling your hair out trying to work while juggling the kids' homeschooling. We are obviously in highly unusual times and this can cause a lot of stress for families and children um, at the moment. And uh, Michael Gleeson, guidance counsellor in Ord Skull Reach and Tiernan O'Neill, principal of Moyross National School, uh, good friends of the Limerick Today Show, are both on the line to see if they can help. Um, firstly, Tiernan, if mum or dad is getting stressed over this and in ways who could blame them, what can you say to them? this morning uh joe it's interesting times you know and again i suppose i'm speaking here as both actually say a professional and a parent and i think i would hope that what was learned during the, and i think what certainly what was learned during the first lockdown will make it a little easier um yet there are so many variables within homes and schools and we're very conscious of that and for individual teachers for students and for families I think, you know we're all starting from different baselines and the big thing, Joyce, is you're not, we're not asking parents to replicate the classroom. You know, from a primary school perspective, you know, the core of primary teaching is interactivity, it's group work, it's engagement, it's communication. You can't, can't replicate that to a laptop. It's just not possible. And I think accepting that you can't replicate the school environment will help to reduce fr- frustration around this, you know. And I'd be a firm believer in fun learning, you know, PR, you know, baking. They're more likely to keep you sane as well as a parent, you know, and do your best. And remember, like, this is an extraordinary context. And staying healthy and safe over the next couple of weeks is the key priority. Yeah. Mike, at least, I heard uh, on our breakfast show this morning, our presenters, Mark and Katrina, talking about this. uh, And instead of homeschooling, making the point that some people are calling it emergency education. And and that is probably a good description, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a more accurate term because when we think of remote education, we're thinking of countries like Australia, etc., where it would be out in the bush uh, in in doing their education. But what I, the advice I would be giving to parents this morning would be, first of all, to listen to what your guest said a few days ago, what I can do, not what I should do. Don't be putting all this massive pressure upon you. But there are some practical things that can happen. The first thing I would say is to make sure that your child is up in the morning at the right time, as if it's a normal school day, because routine is so important. The first big challenge. Yeah, first big challenge. Get him out of the bed, get her out of the bed. 
make sure to have a breakfast before the start. Then follow the routine of the school timetable. All teachers in most second level schools have been told to follow the timetable and the students will receive either online teaching or they will receive a recorded uh, class or work or an assignment will be mailed to them. So follow that assignment as best as possible. Then from the parent's point of view, it's important that the parent would check in to ensure that the student is engaging with that particular format that the work has been sent to them or they're engaging in class. And they can do this maybe by just checking the student's timetable. Uh, for the younger students, they could just check to make sure uh, that they're writing in the actual work, the assignment they have to do, and the date that is actually due. And they can check the monitor to ensure that the work is actually done. And this then will avoid the constant telephone calls from irate teachers with work not completed. And speaking of which, you know, if there are IT issues, there is nothing to prevent the parent from uh, emailing the school and explaining if there is an IT problem or if there is a, a number of student, students sharing the same technology. And from that perspective, you know, the parent may have to take the role as a manager of the technology within the home because there may be two or three children and they might all want to use the laptop or whatever device is there at the time. So the parents may have to decide maybe which is the greater priority amongst their children. And then, of course, it's very important that the students do get some exercise, an exercise within their five kilometres, whether it's out with a basketball or going for a walk, bringing, uh, going for a jog, some form of outside exercise is important. And to ensure that the student isn't on the laptop or whatever uh, device there for a, a prolonged period of time, we yeah. all know if you're sitting in front of some yeah. monitor, it isn't good for you. That's right. So, you know, I would be saying really monitor, have that broken up as well okay. as really important. Uh, we're chatting to Michael Gleeson, who's Guidance Counselor in Ord School Reach, and Tiernan O'Neill, Principal of Moyross National School. And clearly, um, Tiernan, there are differences between um, uh, teenagers in secondary school and younger kids being taught at home at the moment. Uh, and, and what would you say about that? Yeah, Joe, I think so. But I think, again, a lot of what Michael is talking about, you know, it resonates with the primary school sector as well. You know, it's about, you know, creating routines. But I think as well, it's very important that we focus not alone on I suppose, the academic competencies, but social and emotional competencies. Uh, helping to stay in touch with their friends, you know, trying activities together, um, you know, ensuring that you're helping their chi your child to express their feelings. You know, it can't all be about schedules and schoolwork, you know, and it's, you know, now more than ever, I think children just need our time. And it's, it's, and it's important to say to them that, you know, this will pass. And the children, again, I believe, anyway, will not remember what they did or what they learned during this pandemic, but they will always remember how they felt during the p pandemic. And I think, again, nobody, again, not even the amazing you know, people working in our health system can tell us what the weeks and months ahead will bring. But I, I think I can say with a relative degree of certainty that you know, if we continue to love and support our children, we'll get through this and they'll continue to thrive and you know, brighter mm. days lie ahead for them from an academic perspective. Yeah, yeah, the only thing about all of that is that, of course, the parents themselves then are facing their own challenges, um, you know, with work, um, you know, with their own relationship with what's happening in the world outside, with what's happening in the home itself. I mean, this is 
you know, enormous really. And, and now it's the heart of winter when it's happening. Absolutely. And I think just to say it as well, that for parents that are struggling, to contact the school. You know, it's okay to say you're struggling. I, I'm a school principal myself. Obviously, my wife is a teacher. Uh, we don't have all the answers to this either. We have children as well, and we're, we're very fortunate to be working with exceptional teachers at the moment. Um, and to just to contact the schools, engage with the schools. You know, all of last week, we had teachers here and school staff contacting parents to see if they had digital devices for the children. And if not, we're trying to source them for them. You know, you have the National Parents Council, who you, parents can contact. You have ParentLine, ParentLine.ie, Again, parents, they're available to speak to parents who are struggling at the moment because this is very difficult for all of us. But I think, again, it comes back to that old African proverb, you know, it takes a whole village to raise a child. It's not just about the school working in isolation with children, it's the school, the parents, the wider community, all working together to ensure that we can, you know, manoeuvre our way through this very, very difficult period in our lives. Yeah. The other thing, of course, Michael, is I think more people listening believe in the Pishogs than believe that schools will be returning to normal um, uh, after the 1st of February. So this is going to go on for February and possibly into March as well. How worried are you about those doing their leaving cert now and the suggestion that they still have to do a traditional one? Uh, Well, obviously, there's always a fear of what happened the last time could happen again. And it's a legitimate uh, question. But what I would be saying to people, and particularly the students at the moment, concentrate on what is within your control. And I would suggest to uh, the people in the Department of Education specifically that when it comes to coursework and when it comes to orals and when it comes to practicals like the music and the Irish... Uh, that those things normally would happen around maybe the end of March or April, that a decision in relation to them should be made around the uh, middle, towards middle to the end of February because students would be putting a lot of effort and uh, into those particular areas. And if they're not going to be taking place, well, let the students uh, look at the written element. I mean, the Leaving Cert itself is five months. We have seen in a month, how the cases have risen and the amount of deaths that have risen in the last month. A lot can change in the space of five months. So I would say, you know, decisions need to be made by the department in relation to the oral and written, sorry, the oral and the practical uh, sometime between the middle and the end of February. Review it in March as to how best. And the Department of Education needs to be transparent and come out with their plans B, right. C, D. Okay, okay. okay. All right, very, very good. Well, listen, thank you for that advice. I hope it gives uh, people uh, a sense that they're doing their best and their best is good enough and not to put too much pressure on themselves at home at the moment. Thank you to Michael Gleeson, Guidance Councillor in Ordskull Reach, and Tiernan O'Neill, Principal of Moyross National School, and we look forward to chatting to you again. Call Limerick today now on 461995.